Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Uh, again, for those, uh, Alicia for sure, Luana and else, also Elder Mitchell, and anyone else that wants to have comments at the end, you know, when we finish here, you're, you're more than welcome uh, to do just that. But we want to go ahead, and first of all, we want to pray, because we want to ask for the uh, Lord to bless us uh, tonight as we uh, share with one another, as we share the Word of God, and uh, see what the Lord will say to us. So Father, we first of all, we thank you. Uh, for everything that you have done for us. Father, we realize that without you, we can do nothing. And Lord, we, we yield our will to you so that you would be glorified. And Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would allow your spirit and your grace to cover them. And Father, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that would come upon all of us, God, those that are speaking, those that are hearing, that our hearts would be open to receive your instructions, your counsel, your wisdom. Father, all that you have for us. And Lord, because we want to truly be about your business. Father, we want to be able to represent you in the earth so that your name would be glorified. So Father, we thank you tonight and we bless you for this. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. So again, uh, we thank God for each one of you. Uh, awesome uh, testimonies, everything that everybody said. Uh, I love the connecting. I love the communicating. I love the contributing. Because one thing I've learned even in my own years of ministry is that sometimes uh, we, I, I like to know where people are. That's why one of the reasons why I want to hear you talk. I want to see what you're grasping. I want to see what you're learning, uh, whether or not we are doing anything that is actually uh, helping you to develop and grow in whatever stage you may be in, because we're all actually in different stages of our spiritual growth. And I think it was uh, Minister McCoy that uh, actually had said, which is which is 100% correct, uh, doesn't matter uh, where we are in life, uh, we are kind of continually developing and growing into that which God wants us to be. And he mentioned again about the patience uh, you know, and I love it because I used to hear people used to say, uh, you know, don't pray for patience. You know, don't pray for patience because, you know, tribulation worketh patience. But folks, whether you pray for it or not, God's going to get the character of Christ in into us and he's going to get that out of us. So we're going to go through tribulations. We're going to go through tests. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through uh, difficult situations in life. And, and all of that being said, ultimately, God does that to see whether or not we will hold on to his hand or that we will or whether we will veer off and try to handle things ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but I've lived long enough to realize that trying to handle something myself is not a good idea. Uh, praise God, because uh, we are limited. Honestly, we are limited in our scope of understanding. We don't see the whole picture. I often say it this way, we cannot see around the corner, 
right? We don't see what's coming around the corner, but God sees the whole scope. He actually sees what's coming around the corner. So when I make decisions with my limited scope of what I'm able to see, then I may not make the right decision. And that's why I believe it was Abigail that said earlier uh, that she was learning how to live life in the spirit. That's beautiful. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Because now you are going to begin to see life from God's perspective and not just our own perspective. And that's, that's a game changer. That changes so many things in our lives because we're seeing things from God's vantage point and not just from our own vantage point. So we've been talking about the last several weeks about connecting, communicating, and contributing. We've been talking about the spiritual gifts, right? Uh, the grace gifts and the ascension gifts and where we all fit in in the body of Christ. We must find and discover our gifts. Once we discover the giftings that God has put in us, then we have to go into that mode of developing, the, by the grace of God, the giftings that God has put in our life. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not just talking about those that are called to ministry, but every believer, and we're going to go to uh, Ephesians 4, Sister Ronnie, if you can put that on the, on the chat function, Ephesians 4, 1 through 7, and then we'll go all the way down to 11 and 12, talking about the ascension gifts. But how important it is to understand that as a believer, once you come into the family of God, God has graced you with some kind of gifting. So, so if you are in the family of God, you are not insignificant, right? I don't care what your situation is. If you are least in the kingdom of God, as he says this, he says in Matthew 11, he says, what did have, you went out to see John the Baptist, right? And real quick, and I'm not going to get off track here, but he said, he said, he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. So if you are in the kingdom, then you have to begin to discover by the help of the Holy Spirit, the grace and the giftings that God put in your life and get linked up with the right people that he can help develop the gifts that he gave to you. Because there's something that he gave to you that only you can fulfill. I can't fulfill your calling. I can't fulfill your gifting. Uh, no one can. Now you say, well, why is that important? It's important because of this. It's important because the gifts, the grace gifts of God are not just for in the church house. Oh, y'all got to hear me here. Because sometimes as believers, what we've done is we think like spiritual giftings and all of that is just for doing stuff in the church. No, no, folks, it is for you to live as representatives of Christ in the earth. So you could be at the grocery store. You could be at the Kroger or whatever, you know, just whatever you think of the name. Uh, you could be at the Albertsons grocery store and you can begin to operate in your spiritual giftings. Uh, you can be dealing with, again, Again, uh, uh, Sister Marcella was talking about a family situation, right? And you can begin to use your spiritual giftings to help bring the situations under, under the control of the Spirit of the Lord, right? So it's not just about what we do inside the house of God. 
And sadly, sadly, this has kind of been the mindset and the mentality of, of, of the church for so many years. You know, even when you're talking about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits, right? The gifts of healing and miracles and laying on of hands and all of these. And most of the time, people think that that stuff is, well, that's just for the church. No, folks, you are the church, right? So that the, those giftings that are given by God, by his grace, are for you to be a representative of Christ in the earth. And you're going to need his help, right? So as we go over to the book of Ephesians, chapter number four, I want to break this down here just a little bit. And I want to look at it because we're going to, we talked about, you want to, you want to write this down. Glory to God. Yes, yeah, somebody said right there on the chat, you can be at work and God can give you a word of knowledge for someone or whatever the case may be. God may drop a, a word of wisdom on you. You, it, that, you, it could be dealing with a, a teenager, whatever the case is, folks. The Holy Spirit, glory to God, don't get too excited, preacher, because you get excited and you, you, you get off track. The Holy Spirit can help you to, to, to walk that kingdom life of success that Christ paid for. Even in family dynamics, I'm reminded of uh, different things, uh, even as our kids are growing up, uh, praise God, and you know, they're all grown now. Our baby is 28 years old, so, you know, glory to God. <laughs> but but uh, 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 even with my wife, different situations, all, you know, praying, we don't have to follow you around to find out what you're doing, right? The Holy Spirit is everywhere, and he sees everything, and he knows everything. Glory to God. So when I operate in the giftings of the Holy Spirit, then that can give us a peace of mind that we don't have to uh, be frazzled about the different circumstances in life. Is, is that all right? Can, are, are you okay with me here? So let me go here. I'm trying to find it out of uh, Ephesians chapter number four. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God will give you uh, peace as we learn how to operate and work together with the Holy Spirit, glory to God, in our daily operations of life, right? And so I'm going to read this out of Ephesians 4, and then we're going to uh, move on here. But I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So you see, it says Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 7, and then we'll skip down 11 through 13. He says, therefore, I, the prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble with and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. There's that love that Evangelist Angie was talking about earlier. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Now watch this. However, verse 7, he has given each one of us 
a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Okay? And this again is he's given to everyone a special gift through the generosity of Christ. All right? Uh, now watch this real quickly out of the Passion Translation. And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. So I want to pause there. I'm talking about the grace gifts, right? Before we even deal with the ascension gifts, right? Those responsibilities. We talked about the grace gifts over there in Romans chapter number 12. So we have to go over there just real quickly. We're going we to spend a whole lot of time on it tonight. But because we just want to uh, recap what these grace gifts are. And so what am I what am I saying? These are gifts that have been given to each new believer. These are not uh, special, uh, if you will, things that only certain special people get. But it is because you have become a part of the body of Christ. Now, watch this uh, out of out of uh, glory to God. Here we go. Romans chapter number 12, verse number four. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Give, give different, different gifts according to the grace. It's again what I call grace gifts. Glory to God. This is not talking about you being a minister or a deacon or an elder or a bishop or anything. This is because you have been born into the family of God. So watch this one more time out of the Passion Translation in verse number six. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. Oh, I love that. So you are not insignificant. See, it matters that you have to, that you want to develop a life of prayer and relationship with the Lord because that's how you discover your personal, uniquely given grace gifts that God gave to you. Glory to God. All right. Are you with me here? So watch this. Let's keep reading. If God has given you the grace gift of prophecy. You must activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity with, without any fanfare. In other words, you're not just doing stuff to be seen. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Folks, now, this: how do you discover that? It ultimately is discovered by you getting united with Christ in prayer and having that personal relationship with him, and you're going to begin to discover that things have been given to you by grace. It's not 
it's not by what you and I want, but it's what God gives us by grace. And when you discover that, now you can go on the pathway, if you will, of developing the gifting in whatever it is. Encouragement, whether it's showing mercy, again, whether it's leadership, whether it's a, the simple gift of prophecy, right? Speaking unto men, to edification, exhortation, and comfort. You don't necessarily have to prophesy like Isaiah or Ezekiel, but you may have just the grace gift of prophecy. And notice now, he's not talking about people in ministry here. But what he is talking about, glory to God, calm down, preacher, don't get too excited. But what he is talking about is people that have had a renewed mind. Because if you go back to verse 1, he talks about renewing the mind, not being conformed to the world, being transformed, and their minds are now renewed. And what happens because their minds have been being renewed through relationship with the Lord, through uh, building fellowship with the Lord, now they are discovering their grace gifts. Glory to God. So the mind has to be renewed, right? And as you, as you renew your mind through relationship with God, right? Personal relationship, personal fellowship with God, your mind has been renewed. What's happening? You are beginning to discover, hey, I'm an encourager. Well, I'm just using an example. I, I have this grace to just encourage people. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I just have this grace when, when someone's down, I can just encourage them. And I mean, it's easy. It's not, it's not forced. It's not fake. I can just, whatever it is. That's a grace gift, folks. That's something that God has given you. So if, you, if you're recognizing, and that's just one, if you're recognizing that, then that you want to develop that, right? Because before God moves you into the ascension gifts, if that's what his plan is for you, then you want to begin to develop those grace gifts. You want to develop the learning how to be an encourager. You want to develop, uh, again, to show compassion. I love it. Even one of the grace gifts is giving to meet the needs of other people. That is a gift from God. And how important is that needed, Lord have mercy, in the body of Christ? Not only in the body of Christ, but in your family. There, your grace gifts can change the dynamics of your personal family. When you're in the, watch this now, when you walk by the Spirit, developing those grace gifts, not because you're a apostle or bishop or whoever, you're just because you are in God's family, you are renewing the mind through fellowship with God, through, through connection with God in His Word. You're discovering your gifts, and now guess what? In your home, in your family dynamic, all around your community, whatever it is, you can operate in the giftings that God has graced you to have. And those giftings will be a blessing not only to yourself, but to everyone that is in your circle of influence. Is that all right? Can y'all can y'all say amen to that tonight? And that's what I'm trying to show you. You got to realize how important it is for you to develop and to discover your own grace gifts. Now, folks, nobody can tell you. You Many people can encourage you. They can lead you. They can uh, show you some things or whatever. But when you discover it through your union with the Lord, through what God continually graces you to give, let me, let me slow down here. You, what do you mean by that? 
when when something is a, when something is given to you by grace, it gives you ability above and beyond your own natural capability. You understand what I'm saying? Not not that you don't have to put forth effort, but you have a grace to do it. And so so it, grace is God's ability above and beyond your natural capability. When you have the grace to do something, it, it, it you still have to put forth effort, but there's a grace to just 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 to flow with it. Have you? And sometimes you may have in, in, encountered that from other people. Uh, that they, they, they just they just have a knack of being compassionate. You're like, you know, you know. Sometimes if you don't have the grace, you're like, you know what? I, I can't be that compassionate with these folks. <laughs> but you see that grace on that person, and you it, it is it almost makes you marvel that they can have that kind of compassion, the way they operate. That's, that's a grace gift, folks, and it's so important and is so needed in the body of Christ. Glory to God. Don't think that anything that God has given you is just insignificant. It's not. It's very, very, very important. So I want you to study those out. Glory to God. When you start looking at the grace gifts, and, and again, one more time, this is not just for in the church. This is what we have received by the grace of God coming into the family of God. Glory to God. And so you can use this, this grace at all times, right? Glory to God. Without the grace of God, folks, we don't have a whole lot. But thank God that we do have his grace. Glory to God. The Apostle Paul understood this, and he said, I am what I am. By the grace of God. So, so there's no reason to boast. There's no reason to brag. As we like to say, there's no reason to get the big head. You know, the head swollen up with pride. You know, nobody can. No, because whatever you have, you have, you, you have received it by grace. Okay, so I hope that you will uh, go back and, like I said, meditate on those and look at those. Like I said, prophecy, all of those, all of the different uh, uh, teaching. I love that. Glory to God. Uh, uh, giving and serving, right? All of those are, so they're, so, so they're not insignificant. And so, glory to God. I, I, I'm going to have to come back to this again another time. Let me share this with you because we're going to go back to Ephesians 4. But he said, the grace has been given to each one of us. Now, then God calls some into what we call the ascension gifts, or what many times is called the fivefold ministry. As he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Right? So again, you still, only way to get that is by the grace of God. You, you don't choose to be what you want to be. Furthermore, Every grace gift, every gifting of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right? It is the working of God's Spirit. So no gift is more important than another gift. How can we say that this gift is more important, watch this, when it is the same person that gave the gift to whomsoever he will? Glory to God. See, we've made that mistake, right? 
and, and, and understand, you got to hear me, hear me real well, hear me real well, uh, because again, uh, even moving in an apostolic gift, there was time in, in the past where I would have been around apostolic brethren and so on and so forth. And watch this. It was almost like you were looked down on almost if you were just a pastor and you weren't an apostle. Wait a minute. That's an ascension gift. That is a gift given by God. So, so you can't look down on what God gives. So you just hold that in your, in your belt there. You can pray over that and meditate on that. So it's just as important and just as significant as any other gift. Why? Because of who gave the gift. Glory to God. So let's go back to Ephesians 4. And we'll wrap this up here tonight. And then we'll try to keep doing this teaching until we can get this thing uh, operated. Glory to God. And it's operating in the body of Christ and functioning the way God intended it to function. Glory to God. Because you have something you have to be doing. Uh, Minister Taylor was talking about earlier about praying and interceding. Glory to God. Praying and fasting. Click glory to God. I love that, right? And, and I love that because she's not a pastor, right? She's not, no, but the Holy Spirit is moving her, glory to God, into spiritual things and how significant that is and how great that is because, folks, that is the, that is the engine. Praying and fasting is the engine, if you will, that's going to move the body of Christ forward. And so thank God. Imagine what the church would be like if if just if what we would uh, just call the regular members, you know, there's no regular members, but just certain people would just say, look, we need to take it upon ourselves to have the initiative, glory to God, to begin to pray and to fast for the body of Christ and for the people of God to go forward and do God's will. Can you imagine the glory of God that will come down when we gather? Because just, just uh, a certain disciples said, hey, we need to pray and seek after God. The pastor wasn't making them do it. He wasn't, you know what I mean? They wasn't forcing them to pray, but they their, their spirit initiated that. Man, that's, I love that. And I would never try to uh, hinder that from happening. Glory to God. All right. Don't want to get off track too much. I got a little excited here. Ephesians, back, back to Ephesians chapter number four now. And watch what he says here. Glory to God. And, and so he says again, we received all of this. Uh, Paul, by revelation, says we received all of this by the grace of God. So he says here uh, in verse seven, and he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. This is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights, taking his many, uh, taking his many cap captured ones with him and gifts were given to men. Right? So that's where we get again the term the ascension gifts. He ascended up to heaven. As he ascended up, he gave gifts unto men. And so that's another terminology that we use about the fivefold ministry or what is called the ascension gifts, right? How, how important that is to realize 
Uh, so those are, again, gifts that God gives, not that we choose to be something, right? You can't choose to be something. God gives the grace to give you that gifting. Glory to God. All right. So let's let's read it here. Uh, verse number nine, back in the King James here, it says, now he that now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Now watch this. Verse number 11. And he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, and some evangelists. It up. Some evangelists, right? What else? He and some pastors and teachers, right? So the ascension gifts. God gives that. So once that grace is given, there still has to be a development and an understanding of the discovery of the gifting, and then there's the development process. Just because you have been given it to them, you know, you don't just start doing it. There's a development, there's a discovery, and there's a continuation. Until, watch this, so watch this, once those ascension gifts are assigned to you, now you have a responsibility. The reason why that anointing is put on your life is for the perfecting of the saints, okay? It's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now this, this little bit of meat here tonight. Glory to God. So God's going to give grace gifts. We haven't even started talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? And over there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 through 4, and chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14. But we're going to get into that as well if the Lord give us grace to do so. So, but first of all, I got to understand that there's something that I've been blessed with. If you are a born again child of God, you have been born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, a grace gift has been imparted to you. You cannot come into the family of God without receiving something from the Father. Glory to God. So, so again, one more time, uh, I want to go back real quickly. Uh, I want to read that out of the New Living Translation here and uh, out of Ephesians chapter number 4, 11 through 13. One last time, and then we're going we're gonna to wrap it up a little bit here tonight. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, New Living Translation. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Catch it, catch it now, catch it. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. <laughs> you got to catch that revelation. One more time. I'm not a broken record, but I'm trying, to make, I'm trying to get it in your spirit. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Now watch it, keep going. Their responsibility is to equip God's people 
to do his work. Man, boy, I tell you, somebody put me on TV <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. But it, 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 I'm joking. But my, my point is, it's not to get prestige. It's not to, not to get money. Hear me now, now y'all. It's not to get fame. Glory to God. It's, it's not to get a, 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 a beloved name throughout the earth or whatever you have you. But there's a responsibility when that anointing is put on you to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Folks, that's what it's all about right there. That's what the whole thing is about. So I can't, I can't disdain or treat any gifting that Christ gave as insignificant or inconsequential because it may not be the gifting that he gave me. Oh Lord, I'm saying something right here. But how often, sadly, has that happened in the body of Christ and in the church? Well, you know, uh, and that's why people will have such reverence and respect for the pastor but then, when it comes to their own brother and sister in Christ, they're kind of like, you know, you're not that important, so watch out. I, I, move, move, move out the way, little, little girl, little boy. Move out the way. I got to talk to the pastor. Wait a minute now. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Where, where did that come from? Because if Christ gave the gift, then why am I treating that gift that he gave as something less than the other gift that he gave? Because Christ is the one that gave the gift. Glory to God. Folks, I believe this. I believe this is why the Holy Spirit is letting these teachings come forth. Because the church is going to get this right. We're going to realize. We're going to learn how to honor and to respect uh, the least of these, my brethren. Right? We're going to treat them with the same kind of uh, uh, dignity and the same kind of, uh, 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 oh, somebody help me with the word I'm looking for. Right? right? We're not going to play a favoritism type mentality. Right, where we talk with dignity and respect to certain people, and then the other certain people, we talk to them like you know, like they just uh, the only lonely or whatever. No, 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 that, that that's not the spirit of Christ. So God's trying to get that thing right in us. Last thing we'll say, and we're going to wrap this up here tonight. How do we get this? How, let's get real practical. Let's get real practical. My mind has to be renewed as a believer. How is my mind renewed? I got to take a personal responsibility of relationship and fellowship, right? With him, number one. Then secondly, I have to listen to the Holy Spirit and be consistent in feeding myself, feeding on the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to be the teacher. Watch what I'm saying. There are many great ministers out there everywhere. There, there, there's, some, there's some charlatans, but there's some great ones as well. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit knows everything. 
So why don't you and I ask him who we can learn from, right? And then begin to be uh, consistent and persistent in developing the giftings, uh, glory to God, uh, the giftings that God has put in our lives, folks. Because it's not just about what we do inside the house of God. God want to use you in your area of influence. And he's going to use your grace gifts and the giftings that he put in your life to be an influence to everyone around you in your own family dynamic. Glory to God. Sometimes, folks, you're the only Jesus. Sometimes we got cousins and so on and so forth. And, you know, praise God, <laughs> you know, grandchildren and, you know, and significant others and everything else. Sometimes you are going to be the only Jesus they ever see. Well, they need to see the operation of the grace of God flowing through you. You might be the very one to give them a word of knowledge, gift of God, not, not you knowing, not you snooping around on their Facebook page, but God speaking through you, right, by the gifting of the Spirit. And that might be the thing that's going to bring them to the Lord. That's how important it is. It is so important because we are getting and in, moving into the time, I believe, toward the time of harvest. And folks, we got we to gotta be about the Father's business. Glory to God. But now listen, don't get nervous. Don't get overwhelmed. Simple, simple, simple. Start, make sure you feed on the word of God every day. Man, right now, we have no excuse. There's Bible apps that will read you a scripture every single morning. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, there's no excuse. You can, you can Google up the scriptures on Google, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, so, so now what do I have to do? I got to get that word in me, right? I got to learn how to sometimes just be still for a moment and do something called meditate on the word, right? Get one scripture and contemplate it. Think over it. Get it down in my heart. Let God begin to renew my mind, right? And then when I do that, I'm going to begin to discover my, my grace gifts. You might begin to discover you have a grace gift of serving. It, it is a grace for you to do it. And for other people, it's a struggle. But for you, you're like, you know, you like I said, you've got to commit and everything. And you got to put effort. But it's you have the grace to just do it. It's like, man, I... I it's good. <laughs> I, I can just keep on going. Right? Teaching. What if some of you have the gift of teaching? All of that. So instruct other people. Train somebody. Tell somebody what you've learned. Glory to God. And dis but discover your grace gifts. Amen. God bless you all tonight. I really pray that you receive something out of this teaching here. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. Uh, what the Lord has been sharing with us uh, about these uh, giftings uh, that God has given to us. And again, we want to uh, uh, deal with a little bit more. Uh, we'll keep on dealing with it because uh, once we get back to 1 Corinthians, because remember, it is the Holy Spirit that gives us all these things. And he chooses which ones we're supposed to have, right? <laughs> so, and so he knows us better than we know ourselves. You know, we think we know everything, but we don't. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And he gives us these gifts. But I want to say this, folks. Understand, this is not just about what you do inside the church. Right? The grace of God. My Lord, we have received of, of his fullness have we all received. 
and grace heaped on top of grace. Folks, without the grace of God, none of us are going to accomplish very much in life. But because of the grace of God, glory to God, I can feel that in my spirit. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and because the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with our spirit, right? We have an ability to live and to flourish and to, and to, and to excel and to expand by the grace of God. Amen. Not by our own ability. So I want to encourage you all to con confess the favor of God, the grace of God on your life. Uh, God loves us, uh, and because he loved us, he's given us grace. We are saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. And again, I need to learn how to flow in that grace. God's ability above and beyond my capability. His grace has given us gifts, folks, not just for the church house only, but for our house, right? For our family dynamics, everything. So we want to use them to the utmost uh, uh, what God has given us the grace to do. And we want to see how the life, life can be more abundant because of what the Lord has done. All right. Well, listen, God bless you all. Thank you so much for you that are, uh, that are watching on Facebook Live and YouTube. And we bid you shalom as we uh, turn off our simulcast tonight. All right. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.